0: My wife misses both of you, by the way, just so you know.
1: Oh, man, am I leaving that in the podcast? <laughs>
0: <laughs> reclaimed audio, upcycling and making with reclaimed materials.
1: Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 45 for September 14th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather Jimmy Duresta,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. What's cooking, boys? What's happening?
2: What's, What's, coo- up? What's cooking with you, man?
1: um i I got my first commission for a whiskey box f- from something that was not Etsy. I think it was a forgive me if you're listening and I and I don't know how you got to me, but uh, there's a gentleman who reached out to me through Facebook, said he liked the podcast and is local to me and wanted a whiskey box so I made him one and I'm meeting up with him tomorrow. I'll post some pictures on Instagram like the finished thing. But uh, it came out really well, and the cool thing about it is that I did something a little bit different as far as the construction, which, as I said in the past, is a good way to keep things fresh. Um, Rather than building the box and then building a lid separately, I did the thing where you do a top and a bottom and then cut the box apart to make it. Man, is that way easier.
2: It's fun, Um, too, yeah. um,
1: Yeah, I'm only ever going to do it that way for now.
2: Yeah, and it's fun because it's like like opening a fortune cookie almost, you know, when you look inside. You know, you seal it all up and...
0: Hey, so, yeah. Phil, where are you um, Where are you meeting this guy?
1: Uh, I don't know. Some, like, safe
0: place, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, in my neighborhood, the police station parking lot is a good option.
1: Yeah, you know what? I've done, like, the Craigslist thing for many, many years, and I'd like to still believe that people are, like, good people. It's been nothing but my experience. Yep. I've had people to my house. I've been to other people's houses. And knock, knock wood, um, it's just been a great experience.
0: Well, thank you know, due to the fact that you both give me such a hard time, we have a long list of replacements just in case something happens. So. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Pinch
1: podcasters in case Phil gets pinched.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Um, what about you, Tim? What are you up to?
2: Um, well, I'm making stuff, uh, a bunch of th- big things, little things. I got a project I'm working on that's kind of fun um that i'm gonna hopefully wrap up fairly soon and then i got some you know client work but what i wanted to take a minute to do with this time is uh paul Mayette, my neighbor over in rhode island there had um me- mentioned uh something about during the sterling davis pallet upcycle challenge there were questions about pallets and which ones to use and not use and so he said you guys should do a- an episode on safety and we did so i'd invite new listeners to go back and listen to, uh, it's one of our earliest episodes we talked about safety and uh, safety materials and whatnot. But to give you the synopsis, I wanted to just do a quick recap. If you're dismantling pallets, almost every pallet should have a stamp on it somewhere and it's going to have some letters and maybe a place that it was made or whatever. And the, the thing you want to look out for is you do not want to use any pallet wood or any other wood for that matter that has a stamp on it. the initials M as in Mr. and B as in boy or methyl bromide bromide. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it bromide bromide Bromide. and uh, that means that that wood was treated with this chemical which is just bad news so you don't you want to pass over that palette but if you see HT that means heat treated and that's the safe kind to go ahead and cut and, and do whatever you want to do with so that's just a quick thing I just wanted to point out because Paul and I were discussing it and then I had a couple other thoughts yep I just
1: I just wanted to add to that if it doesn't have a stamp at all, Do not use it.
2: When in doubt, throw it out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Only ever use an HT palette.
2: Yes. No, that was a good point. It was good to bring out. Um, A couple other things just along the same lines. I thought I would just hit these real quick. One is uh, lead paint. Not too big of a deal if you're a grown adult, but if you have children around, it's, like, like like life-alteringly bad to be working with things with lead paint. So you can get those at any box store department, so you can get those lead paint test kits. Test anything. If it's got paint on it and it's old, it's probably lead paint. And find out before you start working with it and do everything properly. That is, like, really, really bad stuff. Um, Pressure-treated wood from decks, like decking wood and stuff, is okay to mess around with if you're going to leave it outside. It's really, I tend to choose to pass over most of the time. That's nothing you want to bring into your house, no matter how old it is. If it's cedar, jump on it. And uh, something I, just in the past decade or so, bed bugs have become an issue. And I used to be quicker to pick up stuff that had upholstery on the side of the road. And I don't really do that anymore since, you know, sometimes be like, oh, that looks pretty good. And the only time I'll ever do that is if I know the home that it came out of. Uh, then I will maybe take something that has fabric or upholstery on it. But really, unfortunately, and it's sad that that stuff is going to get thrown away, but it is not worth bringing that into your home. So that was just my quick safety update for the week. <laughs> now we can go on with the regular scheduled program. Bill, what are you up to?
0: Well, before I do any of that, I would like to bring uh lift up that little bit of darkness that you just em- embarked upon us. Um so you said MB and you, you used the reference of Mr. Boy, which reminded me of <laughs> Woman Girl, which is a uh, a lyric from Crosby, Stills, Nash Southern Cross. Just saying, uh-huh. look it up.
2: I've played that um, song a few
0: times. Right? Isn't it Bowling. just amazing? It's like one of my most favorite songs ever ever. So uh, where was, oh, do you know, okay, so I'm, uh, I'm still working on the the leftover palette pieces, I'm going to make a table, but I would like to do a, a shout out, because I was on the, the Maritime Show this weekend, and um, uh, the guest uh, spotlight of honor was, um, you guys may have heard of, what um, uh, the hell's his name, Bob, Bob Claggett, Bob Claggett, Bob Claggett was on the Maritime Show, and never I never heard of him. Yeah, who? Lucky enough, I was lucky enough <laughs> to uh, be on the panel, and it was a lot of fun. And the thing was is that on Saturday, it was actually my sixth uh, wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Oh, congrats, bud. Yeah, so I I, I knew that Bob was going to be a guest, and I reached out to the maritime guys and said, hey, I, you know, if there's room, I'd love to be on the panel. And... um. I forgot about my anniversary. So Saturday, Matt Brander, he emails me, he says, Hey, Bill, are you still on for tonight? And I'm like, dude, I can't. It's my anniversary. You know, I got it. You know, Casey's just, she's not going to no. know. I, I, I love, just tell Bob, I love him, but I can't do it. So later on, uh, Casey and I had gone out together and we came home and we're getting ready to go out to dinner. And I get a text from Chris Cute who tells me, uh, Bill, come on, I know it's your anniversary, man, but it's it's only an hour and it's Bob Claggett. And so I'm chuckling. <laughs> and then Casey says, What are you chuckling? I said, Well, that's you know, Chris Cute wants me to go on the, the Maritime show. And I told him, No, because it's our anniversary, but Bob's gonna be on it. And Casey said, What, what? Bob, oh, you can go ahead and do that. So yeah, I got I, I got <laughs> to be Casey's awesome. Is that
1: uh, another commercial for how great Casey is?
0: Yeah, I, it really is. It just I so uh, I got lucky to uh, marry somebody amazing six years ago in a few
2: days ish. I, um, I think we should rename awesome. the podcast Casey Audio.
1: Oh, it's like sponsored by Casey Lutz and her greatness. I feel like every week you know right? there should be
2: another tagline. Yeah, I, 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 there
0: it is. <laughs> one other thing I want to do real quick is is last week with Ben Ueda, guys. How amazing was that to have Ben on the show?
2: Oh, it was awesome. I, I, I love Ben. It was I, such a great I, episode.
0: So many positive things.
2: Um And then like the so next day he wins this like prestigious award. Like
0: Right. You know? I mean that's you know the best boarding in design
2: and or in architecture or
0: something like that. But anyway, um the, the topic idea came from a couple of friends and we didn't really give them any credit for it. Um Frank Snyder and Ragtime. And Frank was the gentleman in question who had who had the thing. But I want to make clear that this other person didn't actually go out and do anything. What how it all came about was Frank said, "Hey guys, I have something that's bugging me a little bit." And this is my response to this guy when I found out that he was interested in you know selling stuff that I showed him how to make. And his response to the guy was just it was truthful. It was um, you know, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. Just so you know, that's how I feel. And that's really where all this came from. It wasn't a horrible situation, but to me, it was more important that. Frank actually responded to this guy in an amazing way and was honest and truthful. And it was kind of, I'm sure it was uncomfortable. And then Ragties, like, of course, he's a good friend of ours. And he's just like, yeah, you guys need to talk about this. So we did. That's where it came from. Just want to give those guys a shout out. I love them both. They're both pretty cool
2: guys. Um,
0: and uh, yeah, so I'm making a
2: table. <laughs> but you know you know what was interesting, just to go back to last week real quick, was that it did seem to be something that was on a lot of people's minds. And it is an interesting Point in time that we live in right now where intellectual property. Is this shared thing, but then, you know, and it's been going on, like, you know, Metallica in the 90s with, uh, you know, streaming music and MP3s, you know, it's back then it was becoming an issue, now it's becoming an issue with everything, whether it's physical or digital, and um, so it was an interesting conversation, if you haven't listened to that podcast, I suggest you go back and and listen to it and tell like 100,000 of your friends to listen to it, but make sure that we get the intellectual property rights for that episode. Right, (laughs) and and
0: let it be known that we have no idea who this other party was, and uh, Frank made it clear that that yeah. was not the point, because um, we've actually heard from a few people saying, "Hey, I'm sorry, I put you guys in a hard spot." And we just, "Nobody put us in a mm-hmm. hard spot." It was an amazing topic, and we've and all been sometimes- on both sides of it. Yeah, you know? sometimes, sometimes it happens. And, and, and even, uh, even the famed, uh, uh, Johnny Duresta, Jimmy, Jimmy Duresta, who he even said, <laughs> he even said that his pod mate, David Petuto, um, a hundred years ago, Jimmy came out with a stool, a shop stool video, like two days after David came out with almost the same design, same everything. It was just, it happens. There's a lot of us out there making stuff and, um, we just we want to make sure that we just handle things well. So let's go ahead and uh, move on with the podcast now. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Phil, that's right. What, what are you doing? I forgot. Yeah. He already no. He he went first this time. Yeah. You did forget. forget. <laughs> oh, I didn't forget. I was just yeah. I, I. Do you talk?
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Um, okay, so I'm glad that we found out what uh, everyone's working on, and that uh, Bill was able to get that <laughs> off of his chest, and he's building a table. Um
2: <laughs> I'm building a table. I'm building that's a table right. too. A lot a lot of different tables.
1: That's great.
0: Well,
2: that's great. you're kind of like a um, table builder. it's kind of, you know, there was the, the question when I started the business, um, you know, I was like what should I call the business? And my, my wife said how about Tim's Tables? And I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool because of the alliteration, but I don't want to only make tables." <laughs> Yet here I am.
1: Making <laughs> <Like> tables. A little bit of tables.
0: It's really cool because your wife asked you a question and that's a great segue into
1: questions and answers. So, last <laughs> week, uh... <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll sync up next time. So we had sent, um, we had sent out a request for questions for this week's episodes on Twitter and we sort of got bombarded, I think with way more questions than we thought we would get. So we're going to do our best to get through as many as possible. But there are some really, really great questions, and we really appreciate the fact that um, a lot of listeners sort of chimed in and asked some questions. It's really, really cool.
2: There's some not-so-great questions, too, and we're going to answer those as well.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't discriminate. I, I want to go first. I want to go first.
2: Okay. All right. So you're going to – so we'll make sure you would say who asked the question and what it is. Well, this is going
0: to be impossible because I want to start off by saying the most – question i got and i'm not kidding the most question i got asked of me by my multiple people is what's a lutz (laughs) (laughs) and i want to i want to answer that by saying nobody really knows but i did actually get a question that somebody said where did that start and where did it come from and it actually had nothing to do with me it came from me messing with jimmy Duresta because a while back in our online community um uh, in the I like to make stuff group, which is not Bob Claggett's I like to make stuff. It's just it's the uh, Facebook group. Uh, check it out if you haven't heard of it. Anyway, Bob, Bob um, is so, a member. Bob is a member, and he is an active member, and we love Bob a lot, Claggett, because he's Bob Claggett. We love him. Uh, anyway, am I going off again? I hate when I do that, but I'm going to keep going. Um, so a, a while back in that group, um, somebody had made kind of a snarky comment that you know I don't like hanging out in that group because it's just a bunch of Jimmy of fanboys and i was like i am not so (laughs) i kind of started trolling jimmy and then whenever something would come up with you know jimmy would post or somebody would post something about jimmy i'd be like what's a Duresta? you know like being a smart uh, alec and um so that's where what's a lutes came from because i would do that all the time and then people would start saying well what's a Berkey? and what's a sway and what's an izzy and then it was like what's a lutes so uh, but okay we can go ahead and start for reels now
1: Okay, well, then just why don't you start with a real question then. I mean, that was a real question, and it's a good answer. I'm not sure I even knew the answer to that. I knew that. <laughs> I okay, Actually,
0: you know what? I, I, got a, um, um, I got a question, Phil, directed to you um, on uh, Instagram, and it was from Marcus Hoffman, who's a friend of ours, and he's coming to see me soon, by the way. But yeah. Anyway, he, he said, this is for Phil, and it's, how much does YouTube and making influence your day job and vice versa?
1: Great question. Um, The truth is, is that I'm in marketing. So um, a lot of what I'm exposed to on YouTube is something that I will, uh, you know, try to apply as far as, uh, you know, what I do for a living. So it's funny, because we've done some some sets for these trade shows that we do. And we do like these lit up displays and all kinds of really, really large fabrication things. And it just so happens that, not to toot my own horn, but I I happen to have a lot of expertise in this because of being a maker. So there's carpenters at work and there's designers at work. That's not (laughs) necessary, Tim. Uh, (laughs) So I've actually helped build displays for trade shows simply because of YouTube and and where I am as a maker. So um, that was cool. And, And I've done some videos, like some corporate videos, and my experience from YouTube has really helped me. And seeing people who are really amazing at doing like high quality production, guys like uh, guys, people like Laura and um, Christiana and uh, and Jocko and and Timmy Sway over here, <laughs> you know, just just people who are like I would say fifty five percent filmmaker, forty five percent maker. It, that's that's the kind of stuff that really opens my eyes to the possibility and where this thing is going.
2: You know what? Them them's fighting wars, but I think they're one hundred percent both.
1: Yeah. You win. You win. I, I wasn't, I'm not really going to argue that point.
0: <laughs> no.
2: I just, awesome. I'm just trying to troll you before the trolls attack you for that.
0: That's all right. Marcus had another question directed at all of us, but, Tim, why don't you just take it? Uh, it's the maker movement, and he's from Germany, by the way. Uh, he says the maker movement is very strong in the U.S. What kind of impact do you think this will have in the next 10 years? And I assume in the U.S. Just off well, the top of your head, what do you think?
2: We, You Good know, question it is it is a good question um and i don't i don't think it is just u.s related i mean maybe the the u.s we're more familiar with and i think a lot of the world is more familiar with the u.s just because no matter where in the world you live you probably have to know what's going on in the u.s it's just sort of the way we we sort of <laughs> behave but um uh 10 years so where's it going to be in 10 years is that kind of like the or is that hard
1: question yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah and i
2: i would say i would add to that that
0: uh it's not going to be just the U S because of technology. And that's why,
2: uh, well, that was kind of, yeah. yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking that I think in 10 years, I mean, the, the direction that humanity is going, it, it has to go. I mean, it, it has to go is that we co- we continue to break down these walls that divide us, whether they're international borders or racial borders or whatever. And, um, and technological borders as well. And so the, you know, technology, I think, I mean, I have practically daily conversations with people like in russia you know on youtube you know what i mean and I just in, in a jacko whatever comment i i erroneously referred to chernobyl as being in russia which it isn't it's in the ukraine but the way i learned that as a kid it was this whole conversation i had with people from the ukraine and they kind of like they were like quote unquote trolling me they jumped at me like hey learn your geography buddy and i was like oh crap like when i learned my geography when that happened it was all the soviet union And so there's, like, this whole – so, like, you know, and so there's this conversation going back and forth between me and these two Ukrainians and Jocko, who's in Italy, and I'm just like, that's awesome, (laughs) you know? So you go back into, like, our intellectual property, and then in this whole world where, like, we can have this conversation with people all the way around the world over anything, how that affects making as well as everything else is just huge, and it's just going to continue to – hopefully break down barriers and not build more of them in every aspect of society, especially making. And then, you know, the, the the technology too brings the fact, like if we're shipping, this is like my big thing. And like, and Ben from last week, you know, we're shipping product. I make product in Connecticut and then I ship it all overseas, or I could send the file and it could be made there. There's that aspect of it too, that I'm excited about delving into hopefully in the near future.
0: I, I will say much quicker than you just did. Um, (laughs) I I, I think the maker movement in the next 10 years is just going to continue to grow, continue to be a a tool that breaks down barriers. Like you were saying. Hmm. I also think
1: it's going to become more mainstream, you know, like we're sort of a a niche community right now of people who, who had this bug, but I think it's just going to grow and grow and grow to the point where so many more people, like there's a guy across the street from me who last year was kind of ribbing me a little bit for, having a workshop in my garage. Meanwhile, guess what? Now he does too, Mm. you know, and he's found a way to become a maker in his, he's he's uh he has a promotional business. So he makes all these promo products. And meanwhile, he's bought two lasers. He's got a table saw, chops, all these things for his, for his business. And it's letting him become leaps and bounds, more competitive and more special apart from his competitors. And, and now he's like, Phil, how do I do this? And I'm like, well, you know, you could do it like this or check out these videos from these people. And, you know, you can see now the guy's a YouTube junkie. And I just think <sighs> it's going to like, that's my, been ex- my experience. And I just think it's going to become more and more mainstream as we beca- bring more and more manufacturing into our homes.
2: We're going to be like one question episode because I have to follow up on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is why our, the three of us and our our audience, uh, the reclaimers and the upcyclers, that is why our voices are so important in this, because as the maker movement grows, there's going to be this growth in people making things. And I think that's awesome, as we all do. But I am very concerned that, you know, we're, we're combating the, the cargo loads of crap coming over from China that gets thrown away six months later. Is it any better if we just make it here? I mean, yeah, we're saving a little diesel fuel. But but so that's where our voices need to come in. Is like, okay, while you're cutting your teeth on these new tools and you're buying your CNC machine, your laser cutters, think reclaimed. Think about don't just make a bunch of stuff you're going to throw away out of new materials and cut down another tree and make a bunch of new stuff. Like let's – we need to really keep people thinking efficiently and green on this as well as, mm-hmm. you know, making. I, I think it's super important because I just don't want to see a million like little wooden keychains in the dumpster.
0: Well, as as long as we're going to keep going on this question, and I'm going to not really have anything to do with this question, but Phil's from Canada, and he said his neighbor's a woodworking junkie. Well, Alan Robinson is actually, his YouTube channel is the woodworking junkie, and he's from Canada. And I'll give him a shout out because he made a really cool video about making his own microphone uh, stand holder yeah. thing. And I want to do that. And I just wanted to feel included in you guys' intellectual stuff that you had going on just now. It's Good funny you say
1: that because Alan was my first um, YouTube internet friend. And uh, I don't know. That, it's just funny that you said that. But he's a great guy. And uh,
0: and I'm going to guy. make
1: that boom. That is actually, I was thinking about doing it. Talk about parallel thinking. I was thinking that so my in next Ma- video in was going to be that.
0: we would call that a BAM, you know, like the Batman cartoon. Biff, you know, BAM. BAM, yeah. Instead of Pow, Burton.
1: zap, pow. Ow.
0: I call that
2: freedom. Yeah, freedom. That's don't what like I call, call get it.
0: Get out. You Don't like it. Get that. Get out.
2: Get out. Hey, maybe right, we should on. ask another question. Move on. <laughs>
1: okay, Tim, you ask a question.
2: Me, me, ask question. Um, all right, we're not going in order, and I'm actually because I have a feeling this is going to be a two part episode, so I'm going to just kind of keep notes of people whose questions we, we I ask. We just everything. have
0: to make this a segment of what we do. Okay,
2: I'm going to ask this question of Bill first, and it came from Sterling Davis. I don't know. If, uh-huh. I don't know if you know who the he is. We might have mentioned him once or twice. Oh on the podcast. hell. <laughs> <laughs> sterling davis uh wrote writers get writer's block do you ever get maker block and if so how do you work through it bill uh pepto bismol helps
0: hmm. um no um yeah i think we all do um um how do you work through it uh, i have a couple of different ways one of them is just to just forget about it i mean if you, it's like you need to walk away walk away don't don't worry about it come back at a later time give yourself some space if you um If you're not going anywhere thinking about a certain problem, um, you're probably not going to keep, if you keep stressing about it, it's not going to happen. Another thing is just make anything. I think we've talked about this before where make some picture frames. Get out in the shop, build something, anything simple just to get your hands, that muscle memory going, using your tools, hear the noise, get the sawdust, make some sparks, whatever you got to do. But those are probably my Two best ways of combating makers block, and I love that term. Uh, yeah, it's just try and get out there and do something, make something, anything to get to get past it. Contact your your amazing community of friends. You know, anytime I have a problem, I call Uncle Tim, and it's usually better. So
2: yeah, I usually hang up.
0: He does, <laughs> and that makes me think that okay, Ignore. that was Tim subliminally <laughs> saying, "Get up, young buckaroo, you can do it." <laughs>
2: Phil, you got anything to add to that?
1: Um, Just uh, if I'm ever feeling – I don't really get Maker's Block because my list of stuff to do is so incredibly long. Um, (laughs) But if I'm ever feeling lazy and maybe that's kind of part of Maker's Mm. Block, I'm just like, I'll just watch Netflix tonight. Um, And I know that I got to do something. I'll just put on a few YouTube videos and that just recharges me real quick. I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. I got to make something too.
0: Now, let's define Maker's Block real quick though. I'm I'm assuming that is like I, I need to come up with an idea to build something. Um, and I'm having trouble kind of getting that idea sparked or is it, I know what I have to build, but I just, I don't want to get started on it or I don't know where to start on it. Or is it both? I don't know how to do it. Maybe
2: even it could be a lot of things. Yeah. And so I think depending upon the situation, like what, what you said, Bill, you know, if it's about just, I don't know what to do, making picture friends, you know, and then, uh, Phil, your answer is almost the same as mine. I was going to say, go somewhere else, like go to an art museum or go to a store or go to and get, ins- get a little inspiration or go to YouTube. Cause there's a lot of, you know, awesome inspiration there. Um, sometimes cause that, that, that almost everything I've ever made like on my own or for my own is because I've seen something been like, I can do that, but I would do it like this, you know,
0: I would like to add to uh, the, the YouTube thing. That's amazing. I think if you just pick somebody else's idea and make it yourself, Oh, never mind, That was last week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: Phil.
1: Okay, I'll do, I'll do uh, the next question. I'm going to do one uh, one interesting one and one real one. So one comes from uh, Marsh Wildman who wrote us, how does one get a Reclaimed Audio sticker, I'll trade you? Marsh, no need to trade us. All you have to do is just uh, send us an email at info at com, and uh, Tim or Bill will be happy to send you a sticker if you're in the US. I will be happy to send one if you're in Canada.
2: You forgot the $5 bill. You have to mail us a $5 bill. That's right. Per okay. A address, stamp <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just send us your No, just yeah, we'll, we'll mail you one.
1: Um, and the oh, real question message, comes message from... Jamie, what? All right, what? What? <laughs> um, and the real one comes from Dan the Maker Man, aka Daniel uh, Quares. I'm for sure pronouncing that wrong. Um, what's a good set of inexpensive starter chisels for cleaning up cuts? I won't be cutting any dovetails with them.
2: Ooh, Who wants ooh. to take that one? Pick me. Uh,
1: yes, you. Uh, <laughs> cut go off to, sleeves.
2: Go to the flea market. Find ch- chisels, sharpen them. You're looking at like... I mean, that's just easy. Go to the, the flea market or or a tag sale. Okay. So How, if
1: anyone well, wants know, to I... get real ones, I will tell you, uh, good, decent, very decent ones are the Narex ch- chisels. N-A-R-E-X.
2: No, just any, any chisel. Any chisel is going to be fine as long as you sharpen it right. Just go to the flea market.
1: Yeah. The the only reason you want to get a better quality chisel is if you don't want to have to sharpen But if
2: you go to the flea market, you're going to get a chisel that's made like the 1940s of like real hand-forged American steel and it's going to be better for for
0: those of us who don't it's have like free the markets price. or accessibility to something yeah, like that. I just favorite. want to go get a decent set and and make sure that you pass them down for a thousand years. So Tim feels better about it. Yeah. Um, Home Depot has a set. Buck Brothers uh, they make fairly inexpensive a lot of different woodworking tools. Buck Brothers, and I'd also like to say um, Daniel Kiroz, um He also asked another question. And it was how challenging is it working with <laughs> Bill? Um, I don't really find it a challenge at all. I, but what about you guys?
2: We'll we'll talk off air about it can, that. It can be a
1: little challenging.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Move on. Okay.
1: Next.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, Who's turns it? Bill, it's your turn.
0: All right. Well, I'll, I'll do. Uh, uh, Eric West asked asked um, of me. He says um, uh, basically it was. Um, if you were building a glue and stitch kayak, would you just glass the whole thing or just the seams? And I'm going to be quite honest with you, uh, Eric West, and I know you listen every week. What?
1: <laughs> I also have no idea what he's asking.
0: Anyway, yeah. I looked it up, and there's an Instructables on actually how to do that exact thing, Eric. So I actually answered your question, Instructables, buddy. Um <clears throat> Anyway, uh so another serious question would be, and this is for I believe all of us is from Instagram. I got this one from Rich Plex, and it says, "When making, what is more satisfying, the process of designing and fabricating, or the actual finished product? And does that change if it's for yourself or you're making it for somebody else?" It's,
2: it's always the process for me.
1: It's always the finished product for me.
0: And I'm I, honestly, I swear to God, it depends for me. It really does because <laughs> that's perfect. Sometimes, well, seriously, sometimes the process, I've done it many times. It's not, it's, I mean, even though I still love to do it, it's the finished product is like you're so proud of it, or you know it's going to mean a lot to the person you're giving it to. But then there's yeah. other times when it's like, I love to melt metal, I just do. So if if I have that that part of the process, I love every time. Even if sometimes I will just, it's like if I'm building something completely out of wood. I will just go weld on a piece of metal just because I like
2: to and then go back to the wood part. So for me, it's both. Good answer. Next. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, my turn? Sure. Okay, so uh, I'll follow the, uh, the, the, the system we've gone through. The silly one first. Maybe it's not silly. To me, it is. It is from Into the Dirt Shop, and he asked pork or beef, uh, round table, anyone, pork or beef? Beef,
1: beef unless it's bacon.
0: And then it. it's for, I, I, my, my stepdad, the guy that was my only dad I ever knew growing up from the time I was six years old, uh, full blooded Filipino and his pork. I grew up with pork and rice, man. If you can have those two items, you don't, you know, and rice is a vegetable. If anybody wants to know how, uh, email me, I'll tell you.
2: <laughs> and I think everybody knows the answer for me. It is fakin. <laughs> and, and then, uh, Tofurkin. Woody, Woody Woodseats, my buddy over there in uh, the UK, Polly's dad. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to know what's the best thing about being a maker and what's the worst thing? Anyone? Oh, I'll take it. Go. Okay, go
1: for it.
0: The best thing about being a maker is being able to express yourself creatively. And the worst thing about being a maker is sometimes having to express yourself creatively.
1: Wow.
2: Deep thoughts. Yeah. By Bill Handy. That yeah. was uh,
1: that was a great answer. Mind blown.
2: Yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty good. good. See, yeah. that's that's why we keep them. That's for these cool. <laughs> that twenty second soundbite we get every month. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, we can. I, I I can't add to that, Phil.
1: Um, the best thing about being a maker, uh, I actually answered that question on an Instagram post. I don't know, maybe four or five months ago. Um, I, and it was a picture of that little laptop desk that I had built and it was, I want this and an hour later I have it. Yeah. So that was, that was that. And the worst thing about being a maker, I don't know, I guess other people having a preconceived notion of, of what that means and then sort of not really getting it. You're like, oh, oh, you're a carpenter, mm-hmm. right? Could you fix my stairs? I was like, that's not what a woodworker is. That's yeah, not what a maker is. I mean, yeah. I guess they could, but that's not really... I guess it's the ignorance. I guess that's probably yeah. the worst thing. No,
2: it, but ignorance. that's part of the, that's the best part too. It's like, yeah, I can, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally do that, but I'm not, I'm yeah. not gonna.
1: Okay. Um, so I guess you did your question. Okay. So I'll go next. Okay. So here's the silly one first. Um, my friend Pat LaPierre, Le Picbois, asked, do you ever unsubscribe from someone for real and why? I, uh, I have never unsubscribed from somebody's channel
2: uh honestly i have and it's not
1: oh, wait, i can think of one okay but go ahead <laughs> no i mean, I,
2: just... I have and it's not any like anything you know, like for any insulting reason like oh that guy's a jerk or anything like that it was just because i wasn't watching the videos and just to keep my feet down and i, I would find myself passing over them so i would go like but then missing other people's because if you get too busy and so i you know you have a couple hundred in there and every once in a while you're just like i gotta purge a little
1: you yeah know? that's true
2: you what take you change going?
1: Bill, have you ever unsubscribed for any specific reason other than I'm to, trying, to
2: clean house? I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, there was that time we were fighting.
0: I was going to say, I, I, I unsubscribe from Tim quite often. He just doesn't know because it's like he hurts my feelings and I just like unsubscribe. is one of your 12 <laughs> accounts. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, so I, I, but no, I, you know, I honestly don't think I've, not like that. I've never unsubscribed from anybody for that reason. I remember uh, when I first started doing the YouTube thing, I had like 7,000 channels I was subscribed to and I had to knock them down a little bit, but that's it. You know, just so I, you, I unsubscribed from a bunch of people that I really wasn't watching. So,
1: do you remember? Maybe this is a little controversial, but remember that guy who got into it with Jimmy that I think a bunch of us unsubscribed from?
2: Yes. No. Okay. You're right. Yes. Oh. Well, yes. I was never subscribed, yeah. You okay, I was. Yeah, I, I sure was going to say, I didn't, I didn't, I was
0: never a subscriber, but yeah. I would have unsubscribed from him, absolutely, okay, so I that's because that's
1: just. That was, he crossed the line. Okay, so there's, and and Pat, I'm sure you know who that is because you're part of the group, so I, I won't even say it because I don't want to start anything. Um, here's the, here's the, the more, uh, the longer question. Uh, where would you travel for inspiration uh, if there were no restrictions? What would you hope to see slash learn? Wait, who said that? Oh, good question. Sorry. Steve Benson, at Benson Freelance. As I'll see it again. Where would you travel to for inspiration? If there were no restrictions, what would you hope to learn slash see?
2: Well, if if uh, the restraining order is ever lifted, I guess I'd go see Bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what would you hope to learn slash see?
2: Uh, why the restraining order was in place in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs>
1: Uh, what about you, Bill? I have a real, I have a real
0: answer. For I you. have a real answer too, but okay, go ahead, Bill. Uh, honestly, my real answer is I would, I would do kind of a road trip, and I would see um, first and foremost um, Andy Berkey. I would go to his shop and spend some time with him. I think we have no clue to the extent of what can be learned from that man's head, um, and What's then sad? probably jimmy you know i mean he wants to have is if if the whole maker thing with jimmy goes happens that's the destination i would have to. i'm going to have I'm, i will yeah, make sure Tim's, that happens right Yeah. You know, I, I mean there, I think. yeah and then, there, seriously yeah. spend some time with tim i mean one of the one of the things i in all seriousness uh take the stalker element out of it one of the things, <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> of the things I love about tim is his style um uh, is is very much my style um Absolutely. Product the way they look. And I I just know that together we could probably come up with some really cool designs and and stuff. Phil, you blow me away with with your your straightforward attack on getting things figured out. You know, I want to do this. Okay. I will do this. Learning that from you is is is, so yeah, a road trip. Seeing all my, my favorite people, I think, would probably be my destination. And I wouldn't have to leave the continent. Continent, not incontinent, continent. Ew. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you for those kind words. <laughs> um, if I could go anywhere, no restrictions, um, I'd probably go to Japan. I'd want to see some of the insanely cool um, wow. temples, like the ones in Kyoto that have been standing there made of timber frame for like a thousand years. And and I think that would be incredibly inspiring. And, and to be able to see some Japanese craftsmen and some of the insane joinery they 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 do with like, No metal, that kind of stuff. I think that would be incredibly inspirational. What do they listen to? What's that?
0: They don't listen to metal. What do they listen to? What do they listen Uh, to? Hard rock? Country?
1: uh, They're more into like J-pop, that
0: kind of thing. I think they listen to reclaimed audio. Hello.
1: (laughs) Sorry, man. That was an underhand lob that I should have hit right out of the park.
2: (laughs) Right? You know, that was very similar to my serious answer. I mean, obviously, there's all these places in the world and all these like you know, the seven wonders. And all like, I mean, just the pyramids, like, you know, how many times have I said it? Like, I think to myself all the time, like, well, if they could build the pyramids, I can figure out how to get this 250 pound table up there. You know? Um, that's like one of my things, but the, the one that always sticks out of my head and, and I don't remember the details right now. I could find it if I took a minute to Google is there's a church in Russia and <laughs> maybe my Ukrainian and Russian friends over there. might be a little closer. They could, <laughs> they could write in and, uh, and tell me exactly where this is. Cause apparently I'm lacking in my geography over there. <laughs> but, oh, it's probably in the Ukraine. Yeah, probably. We'll find out in a minute. But um, there's a there's a church that was built, um, you know, 100 million years ago, you know, hundreds of years ago, or whatever. And uh, it, there's not a single nail or, or joint, you know, fastener in it. It's all axe cut joinery. Um, and it's one of those like Russians got the onion domes on it and everything. And I've seen pictures of it. And uh, so the, the folklore behind the church is that the master carpenter that was in charge of the build said that his axe was blessed by the gods or God and um and to make this church happen. And when he got done building the church he threw the axe into the pond that was on the property. He said this this axe's service has you know done its job and it now rests in peace. And uh, I want to go look find that axe.
0: Now is that where and I'm serious about this. Do you think that could be where uh the Excalibur um fable came from
2: well i i don't i don't know if it's that old but it is like a mid medieval times type of a thing but i i all those stories like the great flood stories and all that stuff the, like every culture has their own version of it you know what i mean and i don't know if it, i don't know the significant if it's that significant over there or not but um i i read about it once on the internet and i thought it was really interesting that's hmm. really cool
1: all right who's got the next question
2: um
0: me me, me. no it's my turn you just did it. You just had when you answered that long. That counts as your question.
2: Okay, go. No, go ahead. I don't want. To, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> go on. All right, um, David Gunn. Basically, I want to be more like you guys. Tell me how. Go. I'm gonna
0: say no. No, you don't. How <laughs> <laughs> to
1: seriously answer that? I guess if there's something you want to do, just do it.
0: If it you know what, if it's if it's you want to be more like us in the fact that we, we try and make reclaim to part of our lives, um, Tim Sway is the end all be all of the answer to that question. Um, reach out to Tim because I, I that's a great thing to aspire to. All of us need to do more.
1: Yes. Be more like uh, Tim and his apostle
2: Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean <laughs>
1: I am the apostate of the three. <laughs>
2: I got that checked. (laughs) Seriously, I'm sure, I'm sure you are as much like us as we are like us. And the fact that you are a doer and, uh, and you want to do things and that's, that's really all there is to it is don't talk about doing things, just do things, whether they're good or bad, because that's just what happens, you know? Um, And then I need to find a serious question. I'm going to shoot over to, um, I wanted to hit this one up, even though he didn't follow the rules properly. Uh, 77 Jimmy pop contacted us on uh, he said he didn't have a Twitter account so he did this on Instagram and he had uh, if two questions um, if you could be another maker uh, who would it be and why uh, actually he has three questions I don't know if we're going to get to all of them <laughs> I'll answer, so, one,
0: answer one, okay, yeah, go we
2: one okay First, first is Phil if you could be another maker who would it be and why
1: I don't know that's really hard uh, I know, that's why I gave it to you. Be another maker. Who would You're been? the
2: smart one.
1: Oh, crap.
0: Um, <laughs> Who's the smartest maker you know?
1: He's that. I'm not answering I'm not answering that question. That's a horrible trap. <laughs> Everybody's awesome always.
2: <laughs> All right, should we take that as your answer? We'll move on to number two. I'll Bill.
1: You, I don't want to be in somebody else because I don't want to live somebody else's journey.
2: Absolutely, good answer, good answer. Very good answer. Nice job, Captain Kirk. If Tim and uh, if Tim, <laughs> if time and money weren't an issue, what would you build, Bill? Um, my own house. Yeah. I,
0: I'd really, from the ground up, I would like to build. Um, other than code-wise, having the electrical done and the plumbing done, because you know. But if I could build my own house, I think that would just how satisfying would that be? And not one of those things where you work on it for a thousand
2: years. I mean, like you know, get it done, and then you get to live in it and enjoy it. Right on, right on. Um, okay, and then number three, I guess I'll do. Uh, do you have a don't have a need for it, but I want it anyways? Tool. Uh, I don't really have anything I'm coveting right now. I have a lot of crap, <laughs> a lot, a lot more crap than I mean. I would definitely like bigger and better versions of some of the things that I have, but um. No, I don't think um, I'm, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I just actually made a little hand powered hand CNC thing for my router. I made an XY axis thing for my router the other day for a job I'm working on, but, um, but I'm nowhere near as accurate as a computer. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do want to get into this digital world of, of, uh, making and actually, uh, Joel Crawford, uh, i he is uh, selling me his old computer, which has a dual boot. It's a Mac that dual boots up to uh, windows and stuff. so I can use the Windows boot to start messing around, uh, you know potentially for working with some of that type of equipment. I bought one of those, um like JP. Woodworks has the little hundred dollar uh, uh, laser etcher thing. Oh, cool. yeah, because I think it would come in handy. like I make those business card holders and stuff. That was something I, I figured I could actually earn. Earn that hundred bucks back pretty quick. So the thing comes in the mail. I guess I was like Amazoning at midnight, you know, and uh, not paying attention or whatever. That comes in the mail and it only runs on Windows, and I haven't had a Windows computer in my house, you know, for twenty years. Besides Maddie's, but she's at <laughs> college now. So, so I was like, oh, so then I, that's why I put that message up. And then, uh, so now Joel is hooking me up. So thanks, Joel. I'm uh, looking forward to checking that out. And
1: how big is the workbed on that laser? Oh,
2: it's thirty-eight centimeters. It's small. Okay. But I mean, so but it is open. So like if you could cut a panel for mm-hmm. your for your boxes, if you could yes. have, if you have one panel those thirty eight centimeters, even mm-hmm. if it was like you know ten feet long, you could stick it out the ends, and you could put it only burns thirty eight centimeters, but that that's, you could have it sticking out.
1: That's plenty. That's like that's like fifteen inches.
2: Thirty eight centimeters.
1: Thirty centimeters is twelve inches.
2: Thirty eight millimeters.
1: Thirty. Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: That's what do you think you're gonna get for a hundred bucks? You got a fifteen feet of laser. <laughs> Sorry, man.
1: <laughs> fifteen inches. No. Okay. So that's like a little under two inches. Then. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, so well, it's about
2: no. Uh, yes. Yeah, no. No guy really wants to say that. So I get it. Yeah, we don't. We, we don't use centimeters here. We use freedom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gonna like it. Get out. <laughs>
2: And there's one more question from uh, from Jimmy I missed. And is uh if Bill was a tree, what kind of tree would he be, Bill? Oh, and I see this.
0: You guys are gonna like this because I actually thought about this question. I saw it and I thought about it. Um, the California redwood, right? The California Wrong. redwood. It looks like this big badass tree, <laughs> but it's actually a soft loving easy to work with material and that describes me to a t i looked correct correct answer is oak
2: okay next
1: correct answer is (laughs) weeping willow
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right i got i got a good one my my funny one uh our friend mr clay hudson and he had a couple of different ones, like what's the shelf life of unopened epoxies? Um, is pine tar still available? But this this is – if you want to – I don't care. This is the one. He says, if I have a 1364s board and a ham sandwich, can I still walk in the rain naked? On Tuesday. What? Well, if I Get have really a six- – if I have a 16 a 1364's board and a ham sandwich, can I still walk in the rain naked?
1: Permission granted. What's the real question? <laughs>
0: but but I liked that question. All right. Oh, and he says if he ever gets to a Connecticut does uh, Mr. Swayha take evening appointments?
2: Um, Tricky depends way. on how late I guess, but where where does he live? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, dude, look me up, man. I'll uh you can come by and hang out. You know,
0: and if it's raining, we'll make it a sandwich.
2: yeah, just uh, no ham, no ham, tofurkey, you know, oh. also clothes, yeah, please, all right, all right, all right, all right,
0: please Seriously. be dressed. <laughs> Seriously, I like this one. Um, uh, from our buddy Sebastian Alari, what job would you like to do if you weren't doing what you currently do?
1: Um, I guess since Tim is looking at something
2: else, I will answer this.
1: Uh, I think I've said this before. Didn't we talk about this in an episode where we answered that question? I said I wanted to be a contractor.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about that. What was that? How did that come up?
1: I don't remember. It was like uh, 10 episodes ago or something.
2: Yeah. I don't really care. But I remember you said uh, that, and I was surprised by that answer.
1: Hmm. I just wanted oh. to work with my hands more. I mean, I want to... That yeah.
2: I, I, I have no... I have no answer for that because that's—I mean—the the way I've sort of always done things is that I'm doing what I want to do, and then eventually that changes, and I do something else. But it hasn't changed yet, so I don't know what something else is.
0: Freedom. I—I think I think where that all it's came freedom, from concerns.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell you what. <laughs>
0: I think where that came from boys was the uh um uh if if we could do what we did what you know like change what we whatever it was episode we did uh but mine would be yes. believe it or not because I, I thought about this too I I would like to be a musician I would love to learn how to play guitar That's the one I don't have regrets of much in my life and I have a lot of things I should be regretful for but if I could I I regret that I didn't pick up a guitar when I was younger So that, Never that's Never too late my answer. Yeah, I actually, you know what? We we always have a guitar in my house because Casey plays. I should actually pick it up.
2: Is she lefty? No, because I know you are. It, it would be beneficial to you to not play lefty. I saw that one video where you're messing around with the guitar and you're holding it like a left-handed person would. I I'm even left-handed. Know how to hold a guitar. Well, you just the other way, because <laughs> I'm left-handed, but I play right-handed, and it just makes it way easier. No, yeah. and if you don't play at all, just go ahead and play right-handed. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's my advice. Those
0: those were one left to do another, so those were mine too. So go ahead.
2: We got yeah, we got time for another one. It's
1: yeah, I have I have my favorite question of all of them, and not to be play favorites, but this one actually, Tim, is directed to you, and um and it says, Tim Sway, how many pieces you do you typically need to sell in a year to make a living? Who's it from? It is from Paul Desmond.
2: Oh hey Paul. Hey Paul. Um, yeah, it, well, it depends. Obviously, there's a lot of variables. It depends upon the size of the piece. Like, you know, I mean, how many business card holders do I need to sell? Like fifty thousand, <laughs> you know. But uh, how many, how many, you know, grand dining tables do I need to sell? I have never thought about that. Honestly, it's. Um, I just continue to plug along, and I make stuff, and sometimes I do pretty well, and sometimes I don't and somehow it just all works out. I really I really don't have any I don't have a dollar number to cover our expenses. I don't know how much I need to make a month to cover the bills uh, like, you know, so we're running in the red or black, I guess is a good one. I don't even know, you know. You want to run in the black. You do not yeah. want to run into the red. I you know, I I don't I don't know what where that line is. I my my wife handles the the finances of the house and I keep my business afloat. Um I know how much it costs me to keep the business afloat, obviously, which is pretty minimal. I have a relatively low overhead. Uh, and I know how much on mortgages, <laughs> you know. So I figure i got to cover those two. Everything else is going to take care of food. just sort of works out. I just really, people, I think a lot of people get really hung up on that stuff. They say, like, oh, well, I need to make X amount of dollars. And you find that there's things you, you need and there's things you don't need. And there's things you can have and then sometimes you can't have them. And it it's just all works out. It's an important
0: question, you know, upon where you live, though, because
2: I think... Uh, I live in the Gold price. Coast, man. <laughs> I live in a very yeah. expensive part of the world, but...
0: You have to pay so much more attention to that living where I live because it is so expensive. I mean, ridiculously expensive. So you can't just...
2: I don't know. I'm going to make my mortgage, I
0: guess. You know, I'll feed the chickens and everything's good.
2: Can't do that. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I, maybe I'm playing it a little more a little more like, lackadaisical not than it IRS, is. I
1: asked him, you could give us a real answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they might be listening. Hey, do
0: we know that? Do we really know if Paul is not No. Working? No, but Paul um, can foil hats. You don't have I mean, to do
2: that. I mean, you know, I, I try to, I try to make, geez, I really, I really can't have a number for pieces because of the, you know, the value of it. Like, You know, I try to have like one big job a month, you know, that I know is like going to kind of cover the nut of the expenses. That's like, and then there are those months where I just don't have that. And so in those months is when I make things that I think I can sell on my own. And I'm getting, every year is different. I'm getting better. I'm growing at it. I mean, when I first started the business, this is only my second year where this is my main source of income, you know, so it's, you know, there was three years ago, I think it actually became my main source of income by accident. That was like when I was still playing music, but. It's uh it's it changes. I mean like I feel like this year has been my best year and um and I'm at at a point right now where I've been so busy where I'm i am i am interested to see when the end of the year comes and I round up all the numbers and I look at my year and my expenses and everything. I'm interested to see where it's gonna come out because I'm like right at the cusp of where it's becoming too much like work. So Uh-oh. if it's if I have to you know, if it has to be too much like work, then I need to make some changes, you know. Okay.
1: That that one Can was I
2: just not say What's that?
1: I was going to say that one was not my super serious question. I mean, I did not expect. Oh, an I spent
2: way too much time talking then. <laughs> I, yeah,
0: we're used to that. But Tim, I, I just wanted to point out you made a correlation that this year was your best year ever, and Phil and I happen to be in your life now. I'm just saying, probably well, not I, a
2: coincidence. I, it was not my best year socially. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, we just cannot win, eh, Bill? All right, that's fine. <laughs> here's, my, here's my real question, though, and I think this is a good one. Um, and this one comes from David Gunn, who asked a question earlier. He goes, I've always built things with new stock um, besides a couple of pallet projects. How do I get into the mindset of using Reclaim More? Which I think is maybe a great way to tie up the questions.
0: Yeah. Let me, uh, let me, let me segue since we're running a little short on time. Chris Cute also asked, um, what's a good source to get reclaim materials, and maybe we can kind of combine those two. You just um, hijacked
1: my question? Yeah, that's fine. Oh. Yeah, they are very, very <laughs> similar, and the truth of the matter is, is that you just sort of have to um, understand that the material is the material, and you have to be a little bit more creative. So rather than starting with a project you specifically have in mind, you take a look at some, this is my process anyway, take a look at what materials do I have and what can I build with this? So it's a little bit more problem-solving and a little less sort of the sky is the limit kind of thing. And I think that makes for a more interesting experience overall.
0: In my area, I can actually do the opposite because I have so much access to so much crap. Um, I can literally, if I have a project, I can go reclaim shopping without actually spending money. I can drive around. I know where I can find lumber. I know where I can find metal. I know where I can find textiles. Um, So it might be kind of a...
1: I'm sure you still need some level of creativity with regards to the material. You're not finding eight and 12 foot lengths of two by fours. I can. Seriously? Yeah. What are you talking to us for? You should be out there making stuff. <laughs> it's, I, I That's mean, insane. I've never you seen think that. About
0: the, the, the amount of construction that goes on around here and uh, they will throw away you, dumpster diving at construction sites. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. The kind Why of, are they throwing out 12 foot lengths of wood? Because they're done. They're done with the building, and, and they, they don't, don't want to bring they, it home. They're not. Yeah, they're not going to go back to wherever they bought it and get you know it's their their twenty five dollars back.
2: So it, it is. It's, it's ridiculous, and that's that mindset, and that's what it, you know, David. If we were to to impart anything on you, is that mindset of of well, what? It, why are you throwing it away, or why is someone throwing it away? Is it does it still have value? You know, um, and and the other thing is, it's almost like quitting smoking. Like uh, I I Fair used enough. to smoke. And then I quit and then I had more money in my pocket. So if you're buying plywood or you're pulling it out of a dumpster now you have more money in your pocket and you still have plywood and it's just as healthy as not smoking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just like there's that that part of it. There I got.
0: <laughs> Is yeah. it okay that that hurt my head a little bit? I'm just <laughs> trying so
2: to a, follow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, perfect. So. Stay,
1: not as we do. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> But uh, no, but seriously, I mean, there's like, that's a big part of it. It's like if you spend money to build a project or you can build a project for free, but it takes you an hour longer, how much is that hour worth? Is it worth the 50 bucks you saved?
1: Maybe, maybe not.
2: Hmm. I think maybe analysis, not. Some it's people it's not.
1: Yeah. If you only but then,
2: know, now, but then, but then there's that bigger picture too. There's the holistic picture of it. Like if you are actually concerned about if you have children or you're concerned about the planet, you know, your legacy and all that. So it's also 50 bucks and, you know, the, the future. Like they, yeah, if that's you want to be a decent hard.
0: human being, I just, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. not to guilt you into it, David, yeah, exactly. but, you know, if you want to be a decent human being like Bill. Yeah,
1: pack your bags. <laughs> they're going on a guilt trip.
0: As far as Chris's question, uh, where, where are some sources? Well, I just gave you guys one of them, uh, construction sites. You know, when they're when they're winding down, check their dumpsters out. It's, it's always a good place to find different types of materials. The industrial
2: part, part of town. Every town has an industrial part.
1: Yeah. And sometimes they're leaving pallets out by the curb and saying, take them. For me, it's always been work, though. Work has always had pallets. I've never had a problem with that. And driving around on garbage day, just like my normal routine, I've found plenty of awesome stuff. And and I think that's part of it. It's sort of the courage to pull up, open your door, and put some stuff in your car and not worry if someone's thinking like, oh, what is that guy doing? He's weird. Like just the courage to be a little weird, I think, is, is something that's necessary.
2: Yep.
0: I, I there was there was one other question because I think we're running short on time here. I don't yep. know, but I I would say this is just fun because I think the question was if Bill was traveling east at forty five kilometers an hour and Tim was driving west at seventy five miles per hour, how long would it take Phil Pinsky to feel lonely?
1: And I, I wrote back to that question. I wrote immediately,
0: <laughs> right before
1: before the drive began.
0: So I, I, I'm not. I don't remember who uh, asked that question, but it was probably the best question I've ever heard in my life. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs> let's Hubs, move on real quick. Around. To what are we watching, Bill? What are you watching? All
0: right. Let Let me run out a few things real quick. I know we're going to make it short, so I'm going to kind of talk fast. Um, Makers hustle with uh, Jimmy Duresta on his last. Uh, on the last, their last episode of their podcast, I want to give, um, Amy Davis Roth, Bill LeVolci, Jeff Moore. It was a great podcast. I want to point out that Jimmy made reference to the song Ode to Billy Joe. And there was a three crickets right after he said that because the cast of that podcast, I don't think. Got that because you know Jimmy and I are a little bit older. Ode to Billy Joe is actually by Bobby Gentry. It's an amazing song. Um, and then I'll jump right into Justin Sparks, um, who is a friend of ours and a supporter of the podcast, came out with his first YouTube video, build video. It was amazing. Must watch it. I hope um, we could just, just he I, I want I want my I want my IT guy that handles my podcast. I want him to put down Justin Sparks, make, build, modify. I want a link on my podcast, uh, WilliamLutz.com. That's what I want. Go ahead, Tim. Make a noise.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, thank you. Great video. I actually watched it earlier tonight. And, uh, and, and I think a lot of people hope to one day be able to produce a video as good as this guy's first attempt out. So well done, Justin.
2: Yeah. And the information he was imparting was useful. It wasn't just like I made this, but it was like that whole rivet thing. And I was like, it was yeah, great. It was, was uh, peening.
1: like that was the peening part. That was my favorite part. That was super cool. I was, like,
2: I was like, oh, yeah, I have metal like that at my shop. I could actually do that. Like, yeah. I just learned something, you know?
0: I I, I I I got interrupted again. I'm sorry, but uh, you said painting. It reminded me on uh, on making it sorry. their podcast. Jimmy referred to uh, turning on his lathe as lathing, and I just thought that was funny. <laughs> and also, real quick, we did a Q and A. Q&A. We're going to have to do it again because we got so many amazing things. Frank McCain, I have not forgotten you, my brother. He he emailed me earlier this morning. He says, "Hey man, I'm at work. I got a, a really great question. I'll email you. It's kind of long. Blah 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 blah." Then right before we started recording, I got a message. I'm I'm I missed out, man. So I hope. I hope I can do it next time. There will be a next time. So, Frank, sure, yeah. uh, shout out to you. Save that question, buddy. Make sure. And, and anybody else, if we didn't get to you, we're sorry. And um, uh, I'm just throwing that out there. And uh, Maybe I'm stepping on some toes here. Go ahead, boys. They're giving me dirty looks, you guys. Both of you them. You didn't even scary. give
1: us your video. Which video are you watching?
0: That was well, Justin, it. Justin, Justin Sparks. Oh, ju- oh Justin. Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. Sorry, Tim.
1: Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I
0: can't okay. believe you forgot our, our favorite person. <laughs> Justin, right. I'm okay. so embarrassed okay, right, right now.
2: Easy. Yeah. Alright, my turn Since since uh, Lutz ate up most of my time I'm going to do this real quick First I wanted to mention Mitch Dietrich Who put out a video called Slingshot Duck Hunt For the Game Maker Challenge And it's awesome, like I want to make this game Tomorrow, so go check that out It's just a great contribution To, the, to that
0: Is this a beginning to the end of the vegetarianism? I'm just asking
2: the, Well the ducks are made of wood, it's okay And you don't actually have to eat them but, uh, oh, okay, it, okay, they, okay. it could actually be like little, like, like Tofurkey's we could shoot down, which would be actually really funny if I made it, I would do it that way. And then, um, you know, there's some guy you mentioned, I don't really know who he is, deresta something or other. He, um, he's talked about this guy several times. Uh, the channel is called tips from a Shipwright, And I had never actually watched it. And just recently I did, and I'm mad at myself for not watching it before, This guy is, he he sounds like my grandfather's got the accent, you know, and uh, and he's just like that whole, it it just, it's like, it's like just speaks to my core. It's this whole like New England, like woodworker, boatman, like this is my... My history, you know, like <laughs> and, and the knowledge he imparts is priceless. I'm so thankful that this channel exists for future generations of makers that he is he's if if he doesn't remind you of your grandfather, he's the grandfather you wished you had, or the father you wish you had, depending on how old you are. Um, I I'm just in love with this channel. So tips from a shipwright.
0: Awesome, dude. We made it just under the wire.
2: This is amazing. Good job, guys. Yeah, so we're all done with that. Great, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, good job. Good night. Yeah,
1: funny guys. I I will say real quick that Tips from a Shipwright, he did this one video where he compares um, white oak to red oak. And he shows you – he cuts some – just small pieces of it and he puts end grain of both into a pan of water. And the red oak just soaks it from one end to the next – and the white oak doesn't. And I think he was answering a question about, like, why use white oak and not red oak in shipbuilding and all this stuff? Just because it's so porous and it just is like a straw. Anyways, mm. I thought that was amazing. Like, just to be able to see some of the real characteristics of wood and why one and not the other.
2: It's that hands-on yeah. knowledge, you know. He, yeah. the, the his latest video, he's cutting out. He has the shape. You know, this guy is setting up jigs. He's got the patience, the whole thing that like we all aspire to have in woodworking, yeah. you know. So he's setting up this jig. He's making the shape he wants. They all to be exactly the same because it's a boat. And um, and and I'm watching him. He's going through. He's got this. It's going to be a hole saw to get the radius. And he goes, he's making these cuts on this bandsaw that he set up. And I'm watching him make these cuts. And they don't make sense to me. And then he goes, he drops a hole saw in. And what happens is when he drops a hole saw and he pulls it out. He made a relief cut into the material that was going to be inside the hole saw. So now he doesn't have to stop, turn the machine off, and pluck the, the wood out that's stuck inside the hole saw. It just falls out because there's a relief cut. Oh, so he doesn't no. have to stop. And I'm like, so he takes all this time. I'm like, why, are you taking all- why is he making that cut? It doesn't make any sense. He's like, oh, because he just saved an hour on the other side of it. That's why. Yeah. I no, want to think that way. You For know? sure.
1: Well, I mean, obviously the guy's been doing it forever, so he's come yeah. up with his own techniques.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: okay, my turn. Uh, my YouTube channel this week is uh, – what's it called again? Where is it here?
0: <laughs> That's oh. why we skip you.
1: DIY yeah. with Rick. Nice guy, Tim. Uh, DIY with Rick, and uh, he's he's like – um he's a stay-at-home dad. He's got a couple of kids, and he's got a funny little shtick. He's actually a funny guy, and uh, but he, he built some really cool things. Uh he's got some tables, he's got a floating shelf, uh you know, a couple of desks, really, really cool things, but he does it with a really cool sense of humor and uh very beginner-oriented. So it's uh it's a lot of fun. Check that out. Um let's do the plugs now. Um on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. I am Phil Pinsky, WilliamLutz.com, Timsway.net. Correct?
2: Yes. Yep. Correct.
1: Uh, on uh Actually, I won't go to that one yet. Uh, Contact us for show topic suggestions. If you have other questions, you know, we might introduce this as a segment at the beginning of the show. Maybe we might want to take a look at that. But if you have other questions for us, hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio um, or info at com. And, you know, if if we get enough volume, then uh, that's definitely something we can do. Um, On iTunes, uh, please leave us a review. Uh, So far we have some amazing reviews, but we'd love to get yours. What do you think of the show? Let us know. That would be amazing. And patreon.com. Hey, can
2: I, I just can I, can I jump on that? How many reviews do we have? How many reviews do we have on iTunes right now? 88. How, uh, 88 is that Canadian or American?
1: Uh, that is Imperial. So, yes.
2: Okay. Canadian. Okay. Freedom. Uh, so, you know, that's we have several thousand listens a week. So that means that there's basically several thousands of you that we really want to leave a review for us. Uh, you know who you are. We probably could figure it out. <laughs> no, but seriously, like it really, really, really would help us. I mean, we, Phil's about to go into the Patreon thing next, which would help us as well. Like the money part, like that's super awesome too. But you don't even have to, just that taking that minute to write that review is like so helpful. We would really appreciate it. All right. I'm sorry, Phil. You no, I'm glad you did that. I because... actually, I would like to guilt everybody that I give
0: shout outs to like 37 people in episode. So everybody that gets a shout out from me, leave <laughs> us a review. I'm serious. I love you guys. Love me back. I'm lovable. Ask Phil. He's actually held me.
1: It's mm. uh, digitally, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I do say this, and it's almost like by rote that I'm saying it, but the truth of the matter is both these parts of the podcast are extremely important. The iTunes review and the Patreon pitch are both extremely important in helping us to continue to grow and to continue to be able to do this week in, week out. So,
2: And uh, if you listen this far, that means you actually liked it. Because I think the people that didn't like it must have dropped out by now. So just go ahead and do it.
1: Well, wow, they're certainly not listening to episode 45. That's for sure. You know. Well, so no, I, I always skip sense. the first 44
2: episodes of everything I listen to. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, be Love good.
0: you all.